Good evening, everybody. Thank you for joining us tonight here at Lighthouse Discipleship Center. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> my name is Dave Everett. This is my wife, Sherry, and we'll be continuing our Bible study tonight on the new you and the Holy Spirit. We are in the second half of the book now. I'm talking about the new you, and we are actually in chapter 10. Uh, if you're following with us in your book, uh, the full package, and we'll be under the, the second, second section heading called Essential, Not Optional. And so, anyway, that, uh, uh, thank you for joining us for that. Anyway, as we're still getting dialed in here, uh, you know, we, you can follow us on your, our website and, and uh, listen to our previous uh, sessions at lighthousediscipleship.org, as well as our YouTube channel, which is uh, Lighthouse Discipleship Center. So, anyway, we thank you for doing that. And as, we, as we are nearing the end of this book uh, on Sunday night, uh, Wednesday night, excuse me. Uh, and our next book on Sunday, uh, Wednesday night will be The Believer's Authority. We've done this before, uh, but we'll be talking about Believer's Authority, about, again by Andrew Womack. And we'll talk more about that as we get closer to that. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, just give you a heads up on what we're going to be talking about next on uh, Wednesday nights. So anyway, um, uh, just trying to think what all else to uh, talk about here at the beginning. So are we, are we good? We got in? So. We're good. Right. So again, uh, uh, we're doing the New uh, Year and the Holy Spirit. We're in the second half of the book on uh, the Holy Spirit. We're in chapter 10, called the Full Package. And uh, we're, talk so we're talking about the Holy Spirit. We'll be under the section heading, Essential, Not Optional. And so uh, we should finish chapter 10, probably going to chapter 11 today. So, uh, all right. Okay, well, once you're ready, Sherry, uh, we'll, uh, uh, we'll get started. Okay, essential, not optional. In light of all these awesome benefits, I urge you to accept the fact that the baptism in the Holy Spirit is not merely optional, but essential. Receive his power so you can fully experience the Comforter. The baptism in the Holy Spirit makes God's power available to you. Although you're not automatically transformed into a victorious Christian, You'll experience increasing victory as you draw out his power by faith. This is why some people who have received the baptism in the Holy Spirit don't exhibit more victory in their lives. God's power is available to them, but they haven't drawn it out. Those who reject the baptism in the Holy Spirit deny themselves access to his power. You must have received the source in order to access his power. Some Christians may have been baptized in the Holy Spirit without realizing it. They are wonderful people who don't speak in tongues or believe in a distinct experience with the Holy Spirit, yet they clearly exhibit all of the other characteristics of someone who has received the baptism. Often, with many of them, there was a time in their lives when they came to the end of themselves. They cried out to the Lord for help, asking for more of Him. After yielding, they had a miraculous encounter with God. Now, whether they're aware of what they received or not, if the encounter actually included being baptism, baptized in the Holy Spirit, they can now speak in tongues anytime they want just by exercising their faith to do so. God intends for you to have his full package. Some theologians from the 1800s and early 1900s taught about a second separate experience with the Lord, but didn't teach on speaking in tongues. They believed there had to be an enduing of power <coughs> from a high, but they failed to embrace the accompanying mir miracles. Excuse me. 
Why receive only part of God's gift? Why not receive it all? Your loving Heavenly Father cared enough to give you the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Honor Him by receiving the full package. I don't know about you, but I want everything God has for me. And I know uh, this, this can be a controversial subject for some people. Some people do shy away from this topic. Uh, I talk about the Holy Spirit in general, let alone the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and let alone tons when we eventually get there. Well, I probably won't get there tonight, but uh, I will eventually get to that, that, that subject as well. And I think a lot of that fear is uh, two, 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 two aspects. One, ignorance. They just have not been taught. Yeah, they think they might have been taught, uh, but there's ignorance. It, and then the second part is there's been misuse. Uh, there's a lot of misuse of it, uh, which I've been talking about a little bit on Sunday here, which has to do with uh, uh, ignorance too. There's a, those who ignore the Holy Spirit, and those who are just ignorant. And there, there's been a lot of abuse. There's been a lot of just weirdos out there, lack of a better term, and that have shy people around for me. But uh, I like how Andrews are saying it's essential, not optional. You know, it, you don't need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit to be saved. But it is essential. If you want to tap into the power, there's a power source. And we'll be getting into this a little bit more later here, as well as on Sunday mornings, I'm talking about knowing the Holy Spirit, having a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And I'll be continuing that to Sunday. But, uh, you know, just having the Holy Spirit in our life is, is essential. You know, my, my life has not been the same since I've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You know, and... Um, I'm not just trying to teach my experience, I want you to experience it too, but uh, doctrinally, if we'll get into some things a little bit later, and more, more so on Sunday mornings as well, um, but um, there's something I was going to piggyback on, I lost my train of thought, um, do you have anything real quick to share? Well, I haven't found it yet, uh, but I believe it's in Acts, where it talks about how they preached the gospel, and signs and wonders followed those who preached the gospel. And to me, the essential baptism of the Holy Spirit enables you to do that, because otherwise you can't. And it's not you doing the miracles, it's the Holy Spirit, the power of God that raised Jesus from the dead in you because of the baptism that is allowing you uh, to do these miracles. And it's not all about the miracles, it's really all about Jesus. It's the, all about the gospel, um, but the Holy Spirit is part of that package as uh, Andrew used that terminology. One thing that I always, I mean, I, I know I've said this before, but Jesus didn't start his earthly ministry until he received the Holy Spirit at the baptism of water to John, where the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove. And he also told his disciples in Luke 24, after his resurrection, before he ascended, uh, to not start their ministry, I'm paraphrasing, but until they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Jesus also said, and uh, I think it's a uh, uh, John 16, where he said, as before he went to the cross, he said, Speeding that I go. And I brought, I've been bringing that on Sunday mornings a little bit. As awesome as it would have been for us to have seen Jesus in the flesh, face to face, and like the disciples, they had an experience you and I have never had seeing Jesus in the flesh. But Paul says uh, in 2 Corinthians 5 that we know no man after flesh, even Christ. Christ is not in the flesh anymore, he's resurrected, he's ascended. But as awesome as that would have been, and I think anybody, any of us believers would have loved to have some time with Jesus. Even one day we would take it. Five minutes or an hour we would take it. You know, versus nothing. 
But Jesus said it was more expedient than I go. And because the same spirit that Jesus had, we can have. And we can walk in that, 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 you know. And, and I think Andrew, if he hasn't brought, I don't think he's brought it out yet, but he eventually will, will I, I believe so, because he talks about this a lot in his conferences. But, you know, you, if that's what you're saved, you have this, the Holy Spirit in one sense. Uh, there's a verse, I think, in Corinthians, I don't have the reference on top of my head, but uh, Paul says if we don't have the Spirit, we're none of His. Um, but at the same point in time, there's a difference between having the Holy Spirit and being baptized. Being The word baptismal means, in the Greek it means to be immersed. There's a difference between being immersed into something and versus having it. Yeah, and so there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a big difference in that. And so, uh, and I just want the power. And, and I, you know, Jesus said I should have it. If Jesus said it's more expedient that I have it. If he encourages his own disciples who were with him for three and a half years to have it before they started their ministry, and then I want everything he has. I mean, and and, and, and if there's and I have some apprehension of getting it because <coughs> what I've seen, what I've witnessed, what others have told me, but Jesus himself told me I should have it. And I want to. I want it. And that behooves me to to, to sit under those who uh, who would teach about it. And uh, that's one thing I do appreciate about Andrew. At every conference, at every event, he will always give an altar call or give a response to receive Jesus and to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He talks about that specifically. And this is the book he gives to every single one of those who come forward. He gives this book to all both of those. The first half of the book talks about being born again, who we are, the new, the new you. And the second part of the book talks about receiving the Holy Spirit. And I just appreciate that, you know. And I appreciate my pastor growing up who uh, taught me about the Holy Spirit and I'm being baptized. I mean, I remember and back in high school when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit between my freshman and sophomore year, that many of the adults in my church and different people began to ask me, Dave, what's different about you? Some of them knew that I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Some didn't know. But they, there was something that was different. And, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't necessarily feel something different and all the time. I, 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 in that moment, I did, and at times I did. But, I, you know, sometimes you don't always see what the change that's going on in you. It was very similar to when we went to Karen's Bible College for three years. Uh, we had family members and, and different friends just saw the change in us. You know, sometimes, you know, it's kind of like uh, when you haven't seen a family friend or a family member <coughs> or a friend over, over a number of months or years, and then you see them, you can see the change. You see, you see how they they're grown, or they're, they're either doing better than they were before, or they're doing the same as they were before, or they're doing worse than they're before. You can just sometimes see the difference. You can see the change, and uh, you know there was there was a change. It was obvious, not just in me, but in others and who saw that change in us. Uh, sure, you want to add anything? Oh, I was still trying to find that verse, but I, I found one to share that I had highlighted in my Bible. Um, this is Acts 4.33. It says, And with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. That power gives testimony, gives witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, when you're in and especially in other countries with evangelists, and and you see much more of the miraculous and signs and wonders and healings, and you, you could you could just 
see and feel the power, but it's all giving witness to Jesus Christ, him crucified, but him resurrected for us. And I think we're a little jaded in the United States because uh, we have access to more media and people are into this, that, and the other thing. Um, and we're a little, well, I won't go off on tangents, but um, that's the whole point, really, of the Holy Spirit, that he reveals Jesus and that baptism in us, that Holy Spirit baptism, the Holy Spirit living in us, gives witness and testimony and power of Jesus Christ. It all should point to Jesus. Yes. You know, uh, even, uh, I know we haven't gotten to tongues yet, and I'm not going to teach on that yet, but it does say that in Acts chapter 2, when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they began to speak in tongues, and they all heard them. It says, and a lot of people were in town because there was a feast going on, and I'll be talking about that shortly uh, on Sunday mornings as well, we're talking about that feast. Yeah, anyway, uh, they were all a lot more in town uh, from other countries and other places because because of that. But at the same point in time, they said that they heard them speaking in their own languages, some of them. The wonderful works of God. That's what they heard. They heard them speaking in the wonderful works of God. Yes. You know, and uh, Sherry, who flows very fluently with the interpretation of tongues, one of the gifts which we'll get into later. But, uh, there'll be times we were at an event, uh, uh, Andrew's uh, um, conference that's in Phoenix every January. She, she's usually, uh, we usually go to that. Uh, we're probably not going to go this year, but uh, um, at the same point in time, uh, one time uh, Charlie and Jill LeBlanc, they, they uh, were leading worship as they normally do, and Charlie was just, uh, you know, in between songs or whatnot, in between, you know, uh, those times where there's a little bit of a, spontaneous worship a little bit, you know. Um, uh, he was praying in tongues. He was just singing in tongues. Paul talks about that in Corinthians. But anyway, uh, Sherry got the interpretation. <laughs> it was just a, it was a very powerful interpretation. Uh, he, she actually was able to share it with Charlie uh, after the conference. And so anyway, it just, uh, my point is, I'm not, I can go into the tangent of that, is that, you know, it's all, I'm trying to figure back on what Sherry said. It all points to Jesus. It all magnifies God. And, and then Paul talks about this, we'll get this later, but it edifies the church. And so it's supposed to be edifying. And Paul even says, if you speak in tongues and there's not love, it, you know, you're just a cleaning symbol. You know, uh, love is key. And uh, I'll be talking about this a lot more on Sunday mornings, but in uh, uh, time. But uh, everything else? So a lot more we can say, but let's move forward. Let's go to uh, chapter 11. We'll talk about receive him today. God wants you baptized in the Holy Spirit. His longing to fill, control, and empower you far surpasses your desire to be filled, controlled, and empowered. In fact, the Holy Spirit has been eagerly waiting for you to open your heart and invite Him in. If you're ready to ask in faith, why not receive Him today? Some groups erroneously teach that you must travail and wait on God to receive this experience. They they believe God will baptize you whenever He wants to and that you have no control over it. This idea is based upon a misinterpretation of Acts 1, 4, and 5, which says, And, being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which, saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. 
Jesus commanded the disciples to wait for the baptism because the Holy Spirit had not yet been poured out upon the earth. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, Acts 2, 1, and 4. Pentecost was God's appointed time to pour out the Holy Spirit. Since he's already been given, there's no need to wait. While seeking the baptism in the Holy Spirit, I was told I had to cleanse myself before I could receive. As instructed, I wrote out every sin I could think of on a couple of sheets of paper in my misguided effort to get clean enough. Religious logic had deceived me into thinking a jar full of rocks must be emptied before being filled with water, and the Holy Spirit won't fill a dirty vessel. Hogwash. The baptism in the Holy Spirit is a gift, not something you can earn by travail or holiness. Luke 11:13. If you could rid yourself of all the sin in your life and be perfect before receiving the Holy Spirit, you wouldn't need him. He's the one who will give you the power to be set free from lust, habits, addictions, and desires. You can be delivered from anything when you receive and draw on the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, another thing I bring out too when I talk about this whole uh, people think that you need to be cleansed first. Well, that's what the cross was for. <laughs> you <laughs> <Yeah>. know, <laughs> the cross did the cleansing. Now he's doing the filling. Uh, he's filling this cleansing. The only thing that can cleanse you is the blood of Jesus. And, uh, and he has sanctified us. He has uh, uh, redeemed us. He has made us holy. We have put on the new man who's created true righteousness and holiness. Ephesians 4.24. And so, uh, you know, I, I, brought, I bring it out. And I brought it out in my first session of my Sunday um, teaching series. But I bring it out many times. And, and you know, the, the sacrifices in Leviticus 1-5, the burn offering and the sin offering especially, Talk about this cleansing that takes place. Well, God, uh, uh, He took our sin. He gave us His righteousness. And in, in the book of uh, Leviticus, chapter nine, there's a dedication of uh, Moses' uh, tabernacle. And God had already given them instruction uh, in previous chapters about the burnt offering, sin offering, uh, fellowship offering, peace offering, all these offerings, as well as instruments for the priesthood, instruments for the tabernacle. And then, uh, and then, so they do it. They, they, they get everything ready, uh, prepared. And then, then Leviticus nine verse twenty four, uh, as as uh, um, Aaron the high priest was doing the sacrifices, there was a fire that came from heaven. The fire came from heaven and lit the sacrifice. God started the fire. He told him in Leviticus chapter six that he he has set the fire, but uh, we need to keep it going. The same thing happened in Second Chronicles chapters five to seven when Solomon dedicated the temple. They prepared the sacrifices like they were supposed to. The sacrifices talk about our redemption, talk about the atonement, talk about what we receive in Christ. And then after the sacrifices, just like in, Le in Leviticus chapter nine, a fire again came from heaven and, and, and consumed the sacrifice. God started the fire, not man. But that all. What did he light? The fire of the sacrifice. The, sac the sac what, what sacrifice? The burnt offering, the sin offering, all these sacrifices that were supposed to be done. And then uh, the fire came. And, you know, in, in Acts chapter, uh, at the book of Acts comes after the cross, comes after the resurrection of Jesus, where Jesus was atoned as our burnt offering, as our sin offering, as our peace offering, as our trespass, all these different offerings. And then we have the fire coming from heaven and filling his church, filling his bride. 
and it says in Acts chapter 2 that there was like uh, uh, tons of fire that rested upon their heads. And so to me, uh, the whole Pentecost, the whole baptism of the Holy Spirit, that's why it's the new you and the Holy Spirit. You can't receive the Holy baptism of the Holy Spirit before you get saved. You get saved and then you are filled with the Holy Spirit. They're two different things, but they, they, in, in the book of Acts, you see them happening uh, uh, simultaneously almost. Especially Cornelius in Acts chapter 10. They didn't even teach about the Holy Spirit yet. And they were already filled with the Holy Spirit when speaking in tongues. And so, you'll find this very often in the book of Acts. They heard the gospel, believed the gospel, they were, and they were baptized with the Holy Spirit. They were also water baptized. <coughs> that was also in there. And so, uh, as well. So, anyway, uh, it just, uh, you don't have to, if you believe on Jesus, you are cleansed, you are holy. But you don't have to travail for it. You don't have to travail to be saved, and you don't have to travail to, to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so, uh, usually where people get hung up on, it's uh, usually the, the speaking in tongues, the evidence of speaking in tongues. And, and, uh, and Sherry had an issue with that for years, uh, and she finally got set free uh, from that. Uh, it was also my, uh, I, I think it was my uh, pastor's wife growing up, and I don't, I don't remember the whole story, but I, so I'm hoping I'm not chopping it up too much. But she was struggling, kind of like Sherry, struggling with, <coughs> with the area of receiving the, 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 the um, evidence of speaking in tongues. And Sherry wrestled with that for years. She finally got set free and, received, uh, and did, did receive it. But uh, the, uh, um, my pastor's wife, uh, Janice, uh, she was struggling with it. And one night they were laying in bed before going to sleep. Uh, Chris and Janice were laying in bed, and, and she was, Janice was starting to cry. Cause it was, you know, she was like, what's, kind of like, and this is just my interpretation of it, what's wrong with me? How come I'm not seeing the evidence of speaking in tongues? And uh, Chris, who, 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 who was sympathetic, but he was also tired. <laughs> he was ready to go to sleep. But she was also struggling. So he just reached over, laid his hands on her belly. Because the, the scripture that talks about out of your belly will come flowing rivers of living water. And in that moment, she was set free, and she just began to speak in tongues. Uh, and so he just reached over. I, I kind of just see him like he's tired. Let's just get done with this. We reach over, lay his hand on, and she just gets set free. I don't think he was being sympathetic. He was just tired. That same point in time, you know, it just addresses this thing. But I, I like that story, too, because it shows me the supernatural part of it. It shows me that this is not just man-made, uh, you know. Yeah, just uh, something to be separate. I don't, I don't know if I can explain all of that significance outside the scriptures that say that talk about out of your bellies will flow rivers and rivers of water. I can connect the dots with some of that, but you know, <coughs> and, and and sometimes there was some issues uh, like in Samaria after Philip ministered there that uh, um, after the apostles laid hands on them, they received the Holy Spirit as well. So I don't know all the significance of that. But then we have the the church and uh, the. Uh, Cornelius and his household. Uh, I mean, these were Gentiles, and Peter didn't even know if they could receive the gospel yet. <laughs> and yet they just started speaking in tongues. I mean, I think the Holy Spirit was making a point there uh, at some point in time. You know, uh, there's some other incidents where people just start uh, speaking in tongues. I've seen people get water baptized, I and mean, as they come out of the water, filled with the Holy Spirit the same way that Jesus was. I've seen that happen as well. Uh, you know, and so. Uh, you know, there's, in one sense, it's not a wrong or a right way, but, uh, and even, 
And it's not like uh, that water baptism has to come first. Well, it didn't happen for Cornelius. They were water baptized after they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And so, you know, uh, sometimes I've seen all three happen almost at the same time. Uh, you know, I've seen, I've seen people get saved at water baptismal services, families that, that come for the event. They get saved and they get filled with the Holy Spirit. They got all three in, in the same night. They weren't even playing on it. You know, and so uh, it's just awesome. It's a beautiful thing. Um, so, anything you, know you want to add on? Uh, just, just a couple of points. I know Andrew uh, said something about being, uh, let's see if I can find it. Oh, his, his first paragraph says uh, that that God wants uh, to be, uh, I'm sorry, his, his longing to fill, control, and empower you far surpasses your desire to be filled, controlled, and empowered. And don't don't misunderstand when we talk about God controlling you. It's not like a puppet right. at all. Um, it, it's just, you know, as humans, and this is just a sheriology, if you put it that way, because I don't know how to be anything more than blunt at this, is as humans, we're just darn stupid and... We really need the Holy Spirit to help us in certain situations when our flesh wants to react a certain way and we can pray, Holy Spirit, please control me so that I can react loving and not in my flesh and, in a sense, let the devil come out of me. Uh, but I've even heard of people being confused about speaking in tongues because they think the Holy Spirit is basically going to reach in your tongue and force you to speak in tongues. And it's not that kind of controlling either. You have to open your mouth. You have to start praising the Lord. And that's a, a way to get it flowing. But there's no forceful controlling of yourself by the Holy Spirit. He is very gentle and very loving. And... Um, we were in, um, I want to say, Tijuana on a mission trip, and uh, there we were with some pastors, and I believe it was at this one pastor's church, and her son um, was talking with some of our, our group, and he thought speaking in tongues and being baptized in the Holy Spirit was for the... Um, elite in the church you know the pastors those in uh, authority and the team assured him no the Holy Spirit is for everyone and this young man was just so sweet his heart was for the Lord and he just he wanted anything that God wanted for him and the team got to minister to him and just say no the Holy Spirit all you have to do is ask and he was filled and baptized with the Holy Spirit, and he spoke in tongues. And you thought this young man was was joyful before the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It, he he had joy spilling out of him. Um, it was just the sweetest thing. But the Holy Spirit is for all of us. Uh, there's there's a. a a verse in Acts, which is basically taken from the, the Old Testament about the, and you'll probably know which reference, but it talks about the, the God is pouring out his Holy Spirit on all flesh. That is men, women, boys, girls, children, 
all flesh God has poured out his spirit. Have we all received him and opened our heart to him? No, but he has made his Holy Spirit available to anyone who wants. <coughs> There's something there you, you said I was going to comment on, uh, but uh, I do want to speak control. a little bit to this control uh, that Sherry mentioned too, that, Paul, that Andrew talks about, you know, just to help me uh, bring clarity to, you know, again, as Sherry said, it's not controlling. God isn't, the Holy Spirit doesn't control us. God doesn't control us like we are a puppet. There was a verse I was trying to look for in uh, uh, Romans chapter 8. In Romans chapter 8, the word spirit is used over like 21 times in that chapter. But uh, I think it's something, uh, I, I don't have my Greek Bible my Greek Bible with me. I could find it a lot faster in my Greek Bible. But uh, when it talks about uh, uh, the Holy Spirit uh, making intercession for us, there's a Greek word, it's a very long Greek word. Uh, it doesn't look so long in English, but... Uh, uh, it means to pray. It means to pray together with. That's what the, the Greek word means. You know, when we yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit, He, I, I see ourselves as a vessel that He can use, that He can work through. He's not. He, it's not like a puppet where He. You know, we have to yield. We have to participate. We have to work together with Him. Um, but if we, if uh, you know. Um, if we don't, if we don't yield, if we take control, you know, and, and I, I think it's very interesting. You know, James in chapter, James chapter 3 talks about the tongue being uh, unrighty. It, it talks about it being uh, a deadly poison. He talks about it being uh, one, one spark. It's like one spark that sets a forest of fire. It's like the udder of a ship. You're, I, I've been on a cruise ship, and those things are pretty big. But a rudder of that ship can can steer the whole cruise liner. But he says, the tongue is like that. And I, I, I think it's interesting. I know we're not talking about tongues right now. But when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the first thing the, tongue, the Holy Spirit gets in control of is the tongue. <laughs> this unruly uh, vessel that we have. How many you know we can get in trouble with our tongue? <laughs> Saying the wrong thing and whatnot. And so the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. With, with it, we bless men. With it, we curse God. I mean, our, 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 we said like we do the, the, the it's the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> but we bless God and curse men. I said it backwards. But at the same point in time, you know, um, he doesn't control us, but I like the word yield. Where we're yielding him. We're allowing him to work in us and through us as he wills. Yeah, he's a gentleman. He's not going to just take over. But if we allow him to have the steering wheel, if we allow him to be our Lord, be our King, be our guide, He will. But He's not going to just take over if we don't let Him. And I, I, I want to let Him. I want to be led by the Spirit. Uh, I want Him to control even my mind. The Bible says, and again, Romans chapter 8, verse 6, to be naturally minded is death. It's not just, it isn't just lead to death, it is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. I want to be spiritually minded. The Bible says in Galatians 5.16 that uh, you walk in the Spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. How do you control your flesh? Our flesh is stubborn. <laughs> we were stubborn when we were two. <laughs> mine, 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 mine. You know, it's all about me. That type of thing. But the Bible says walk in the Spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. The secret is you can't control the flesh by the flesh. 
That, that's insanity. You can't do that. It won't work. You control. How do you control the flesh? By walking in the Spirit. You won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Either you're going to be led by the flesh or you're going to be led by the Spirit. Either Paul talks about Galatians, either you sow to the flesh or you sow to the, sow to the Spirit. I want to be led by the Spirit of God. Led. He's our guide. He's our, he's our, he wants to, we are the temple. He wants to fill us, emerge us with, the, with His Spirit, with His presence. And lead us by His presence. But we can grieve the Holy Spirit and, and, take, and, and take control. You know, and uh, I don't. I want to allow the Holy Spirit to lead me to guide me. There's been times where, even as a pastor, on Sunday morning, uh, and it's been a little while since this has happened, but there'll be times where I studied all week, all month, prepared my notes, and I get up there in the podium, and the Holy Spirit closes your notes, and we're preaching something different. You know, and I'm just going. I'm just going, going totally cold turkey, uh, and He just leads me from one verse to the next verse to the next verse. And so those are my best messages where I, w- I wasn't prepared. I was just like the spirit lead. That doesn't mean he can't lead me during the week and as I'm preparing my message, he can lead me there too. But at the same point in time, you know, uh, I just like being spirit led. You know, there's been times where God puts on the heart to call so and so. You know, we don't have to call, we don't have to yield, we don't have to hearken to his voice. But when we do, they're blessed, we're blessed, you know, and, and, and it's all good. But we just, you know, uh, this is something I was going to say earlier, too. <coughs> I forget what point you were making, but uh, something I want to piggyback on. is just, in these last days, we need the Holy Spirit. There's a lot going on in our world, and we need the Holy Spirit. I believe there's a reason why we need God had the Holy Spirit for these last days. And we need the Holy Spirit. We need it for ourselves, and we need it for ministry. You know... And today, you know, shortly after Pentecost, the very next chapter, Peter and John were arrested for healing a, a man at the, at the gate. <laughs> I mean, it caused a revival. <laughs> and yet they were arrested for a revival. I mean, it may, the day may come in our country very soon here where it's illegal. Christianity is illegal. It's at our doorsteps. Uh, and I don't know how soon or, or what that's going to be like. I'm not trying to prophesy anything here. But at the same point in time, we need to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And what did they do when they were threatened not to preach in Jesus' name? They prayed for more boldness. The Holy Spirit will give you boldness. Not, not to revolt. They didn't revolt against the Roman the, the religious leaders, but they preached the Word of God with more boldness. They didn't revolt. They were not disrespectful. They were not rioting. They were not causing a, uh, a ruckus uh, naturally. They just preached the Holy Spirit and <coughs> uh, you know, Paul and Silas, they were arrested for, for casting a demon out of a cow. <laughs> because they were putting all these fortune generators out of business. They were putting all this witchcraft out of business, and they were arrested. And then the, the jails shook, and they had a revival in the jail. But the jailer in his house got saved. We need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will empower us. And, uh, you know, we can, without the Holy Spirit, I can see us being timid. And being bashful and not having courage. We're going to need courage in these last days. And the Holy Spirit will give us that courage. And we just need it. Um, that's, you know, the, the gifts are powerful. We're going to get into those eventually. But uh, uh, the gifts are powerful. But uh, anyway, we'll talk about that later. Just think about this. The disciples, even the 70, 
that Jesus sent out two by two. They went out and they ministered. And they did good. They did. They, they magnified God. But once the Holy Spirit came and they were baptized, I mean, Peter himself just preached with boldness. And how many got saved? 3,000? <coughs> I mean, that, that's a big difference. And when you read further in Acts, which is uh, a really good... Uh, if, you, if you read... What is it? John 14, 15, 16, even 17, where Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit and about the comforters to come. And you read it with Acts and you see how the apostles were uh, emboldened to do the, the work of God and, and the power. It's just amazing to just, I mean, you, you can live your whole life you're just your whole heart towards God and that's awesome and you should but when you're filled with the the Holy Spirit it it's just I mean wow good stuff let's read a little bit more the next little section here anyway wholehearted desire you need to desire the baptism in the Holy Spirit wholeheartedly. If you are persuaded and hungry, receiving can be as simple as praying a prayer. However, some people have been led to do so before they were really ready. Occasionally, someone needs a period of time to grow in their hunger and desire to receive. Where are you today? Are you persuaded and hungry for the baptism? Do you wholeheartedly desire to invite the Holy Spirit into your life? Personally, I was desperate for the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I thought I had to pursue God and then wait for it. This misunderstanding only fed my growing hunger to receive. Then, when the baptism came, it was spectacular. Since this was something I'd longed for and sought after, I didn't just forget about it after speaking in tongues once or twice. Over the years, I've cherished this awesome gift from God. Without His power, I wouldn't be living in the victory and abundance I enjoy today for which I'm eternally grateful. Are you ready to commit yourself to the Holy Spirit without reservation? Are you hungry to receive God's word into your life? Perhaps you've even recited a prayer for this before, but weren't really ready yet. However, after learning these truths, how you'll receive power, that this was something even Jesus had to have, that it, it totally transformed the apostles. You're ready to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I don't have a lot to cover there. I have some thoughts that are coming in my mind, but I, I kind of want to save those when we get to the tongues. I mean, I'll just share just one thought. It would have a lot more to do with tongues, but uh, Jude, verse 20 says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. And there's a verse that St. Paul talks about, and at least you know, a verse in Isaiah that talks about this. And this was my thought that I'm trying to get to you. But there's a refreshing that comes with the Holy Spirit. We'll talk about this more, and I'll be talking about it a little bit, possibly on Sunday. But there's a refreshing. And, and, and I was just thinking of that when the, 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 the section heading calls Wholehearted Desire, and just some of the things that Andrew was saying here. You know, to me, it's the, being with the Holy Spirit, and praying in the Holy Spirit, and having the Holy Spirit, is one, it's, in one sense, it's my little escape from this world. It's a place where I can go. Sometimes I call it the bubble, where I just get into, uh, I just spend time with the Holy Spirit. Just spend time with Him. Sometimes praying in tongues, sometimes not praying in tongues. I need to do it more. 
Andrew does it every day for hours. You know, we, we want to be sometimes like Andrew and different things, but then we don't do what people like Andrew Wigglesworth uh, other people do. Uh, spending hours, you know, some people will spend hours working out, uh, working uh, hours doing this or reading a book or whatever their, their hobby or whatever whatever their zone is that they, they just feel refreshed. And uh, the Holy Spirit not only, not only do I have a desire for Him, but the Holy Spirit will change my desires. You know, uh, when I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it changed my desires. Uh, where I, I used to be really into sports, especially baseball. That was my thing. And I liked playing my games, and this was before a lot of the video games came out. I had some games, and I would play a whole season. All 26 teams at the time, uh, I think they're 28 now or whatnot, I would play a whole season, 100, uh, 300, 165 games, I forget how many now there are now. I would play the whole season, I would keep stat tracking their stats and everything. I would play the whole season, all the way down to the World Series. I would always have a winner. And uh, I was into sports, I loved baseball. But then when I got the Holy Spirit, and there's nothing wrong with sports. There's nothing wrong with certain hobbies and, 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 and things that we like. But I just don't have time for sports anymore. <laughs> uh, and for a lot of reasons, but uh, it just, uh, you know, I just, it changed my desires, you know. Uh, and so the Holy Spirit, I don't really have a desire for Him, but I changed my desires for other things, and now I wanted was Him. I mean, there's a verse in Psalm 34 that says, taste and, good, taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, and when you've tasted it, when you've tasted the Holy Spirit, and I know I might be speaking to those who have not tasted being baptized the Holy Spirit, but when you've tasted it, it's like having one potato chip. You just can't have you just you want you just can't have one. You want more. And even if you have self control and you only 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 took one potato chip, you still wanted another one. You might have you might have held your ground and said, I'm just gonna have one, but you still wanted another one, you know? And so uh, I mean, it just, uh, you bought your flesh and you might have been stubborn enough to just say, you know, I'm just going to have one, but you want to, when you taste God, when you taste his goodness, when you taste the Holy when you taste salvation, when you taste, the, when, when you taste this full package that God's given us, including the Holy Spirit, it's not the only aspect of it, but it's just good. And, uh, I mean, uh, you know, uh, being saved is good and, and that's the greatest miracle of all. But I also like, uh, you know, taking up a notch with the Holy Spirit, having the power and everything and, and the fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Uh, and Paul ends his second book to Corinthians. I've been teaching on this the last two weeks on Sunday mornings, but he ends it. I get, he says from the message translation, I don't always teach from there, but he says uh, he, want, he wants his church to know God's amazing grace through Christ. That they would know the, the extravagant love of the, the Father. And they would know the intimate French, uh, friendship of the Holy Spirit. I want all three. I want to know His extravagant love. I want to have a friendship with the whole, intimate friendship with the Holy Spirit. And obviously, we're teaching a lot of this. We want to know His amazing grace. And so, it, it's a friendship. Holy Spirit will be the best friend you ever have. He'll always be there. If you can't sleep at night, He's there. <laughs> You don't have to worry about waking him up. He's been awake all night anyway. And so, you know, uh, sometimes he'll wake you up because he wants to spend some time with you. Uh, he's the best friend. You can take him anywhere. Uh, there's no place the Holy Spirit can't go. If we're ever in consecration camps like Carrie, uh, Corrie Tim Boom, we can take the Holy Spirit there. 
We can take the Holy Spirit anywhere. I've taken him to work many times. I've taken him on drives. Many Sometimes times. me and the Holy Spirit go on walks. We go on drives together. You know, you can take him anywhere. I've taken him to the exam room when I needed help with a test. And there's been times I've prayed in the Holy Spirit and, and to get the answer for the test. That doesn't mean I'm, I didn't study and different things like that. But sometimes I didn't know the, uh, the answer because uh, some, some tests, they're just tricky. <laughs> I'm trying to understand what the question is. So I don't know the answer. I know the answer. I just didn't know what the question was. I didn't know what they were asking for. But the Holy Spirit sometimes has brought things to my remembrance and has helped me. He's told me where my keys were. He's told me where my phone was. He's told me uh, different things. Uh, you know, so the Holy Spirit is awesome. And, uh, and, and, and I have a wholehearted desire for him. And he's changed my desires. He's helped me be a good husband. He's helped me be a good pastor. He's helped me be a good friend to others. The Holy Spirit is awesome. And I want that empowerment. Uh, and I want him, him to have that control in my life. Anything you want to share? Uh, just a side note, uh, maybe this is for any, someone who's been struggling over this, but everybody is different. God created every single person, especially the way they are. So their experience with the Holy Spirit, how their mind grafts, what that relationship is all about, or how the baptism would look in their own lives, Everybody is different. You know, Andrew shared briefly his about he just hungered, hungered, hungered so much uh, for the baptism, and he got it. And yet this young gentleman I was talking about on the mission trip, um, he didn't realize it was for him. And when he did, he just received with joy. Um, Dave's uh, experience with the baptism of the Holy Spirit is different than, than mine. Um so it's going to look and possibly even feel different uh, for you than anybody else. And it's not wrong. It's just how your mind, uh, how your mind receives. You know, uh, Dave's, Dave will ask me usually after uh, his messages, you know, what did I think about it or you know, what, what I got out of it. And sometimes I'll, I'll say something and he'll be like, what? Where did you get that? Well, that's how my mind uh, just fed itself by the word that he was giving. And, you know, sometimes I was blown away by something and he's like, well, I was trying to get this point across. And I was like, yeah, you did, but this is what I got too. And, um, you know, the Holy Spirit just, he, he ministers to each one to fit your need. And also, uh, before we go to the next section, we have time, uh, you know, how Andrew even brings down this section, uh, you know, um, let me just read something from the first paragraph here. You need to desire the baptism of the Holy Spirit wholeheartedly. If you are persuaded and hungry, receiving uh, can be as simple as praying a prayer. However, some people have been led to do so before they were really ready. You know, and, uh, you know, we never want to manipulate someone to receive it. It won't, it just, you know, you need to be ready. We want to encourage you to be ready. That's a, there's a difference between encouraging something and manipulating that, you know. And, 
And, uh, you know, it just, uh, uh, I just appreciate him saying that. You know, however, some people have not been led to do so until they were really ready. Occasionally, some need a period of time to grow with their hunger and desire to receive. You know, and so, we, and so we're going to be praying for that. We're going to be encouraging that. But, you know, we're not here to force feed. We're not here to force it down. We just strongly encourage it. And that, that's why we share some of our stories and different things of that nature. Uh, just try to encourage it, you know. Um, and we think we believe it's essential. And we can't imagine life without it. Uh, I don't want to do life without it. But, you know, we've had people who are not spirit-filled. Do we look down at them because they're not? No, absolutely not. I don't look down at them. But at the same point in time, I do. I just, I feel, in some regards, I feel sorry for them because they're, I know what they're missing. I don't feel sorry for them as, uh, you know, I just feel like they're just evil or something. I just feel sorry because they're missing out. You know, so there's just so much that the Holy Spirit provides uh, that's essential to live this Christian life. And I just can't imagine living without it. Uh, you know, I, I really appreciate Andrew's ministry and teaching on the Holy Spirit. But I've also been blessed by Mark and Denise Abernathy and their ministry. They are very good teachers and ministers about the Holy Spirit. And uh, I encourage you to, to look them up. Uh, shoot, I just forgot uh, their, their name of their ministry. Something I sound? I can't think of it right now. Sound something ministry. Sound. Uh, anyway, if you go to our website, you go to yes. our, our, our about about. We have a, a page for all of our like-minded ministries. They're based out of Colorado okay, uh, and whatnot. They're a little groovy bunch, uh, but they love the Lord and they're good teachers. And uh, they they explain the, about the Holy Spirit and the baptism very well. Um, so I encourage you to look them up. I'm pretty sure Sound Ministries International. Yeah, I, I want to say Sound is in the, their name, but if you go to our website. LighthouseDiscipleship.org under like-minded ministers, you'll find them. Um, we have a drawer full of different ministries, and uh, we've been helping a, 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 a pastor friend with with his. And so that name is stuck in my head, but I know yes. it's not Mark and Denise. Um, but just I just wanted to throw that out. Um, Andrew has several resources. Mark and Denise have several resources. You're also welcome to ask us questions or ask for prayer. Um, so again, that's Mark and Denise Abernathy Sound Ministries International, and their website is markanddenise.com. So we just we just appreciate their ministry. So, so. Uh, let's read this last section. Ask, ask, believe, and receive. God wants you filled, but you must reach out in faith to take it. For everyone that asketh, receiveth, and he that seeketh, findeth, and to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Luke eleven ten through thirteen. How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to you? Ask, believe, and receive. If you're ready, pray out loud the following prayer from your heart. Father, I surrender to you completely. I recognize my need 
for your power to live the Christian life. Please baptize me in your Holy Spirit. By faith, I receive now the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I take it. It's mine in Jesus' name. Father, thank you for giving me the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, thank you for coming. You are welcome in my life. Continue to praise and thank the Lord for this wonderful gift. Take a few moments to enjoy his presence and tell him how much you love him. Some people have dramatic experiences receiving the Holy Spirit and others are genuinely, genuinely baptized without feeling a thing. One is not better than the other as long as you received. Don't let outward manifestations or a lack thereof enable the devil to talk you out of this gift from God. Matthew 13, 19. If you believed in your heart when you prayed, then God's word promises that you received. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Mark eleven twenty four. God always honors his word. Believe it. As you stepped out in faith to obey the direct command of Jesus, John 20, 20 22, you received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Congratulations, you've been filled with God's supernatural power. As you learn to tap into this power, your life will never be the same. For the rest of the book, I'm going to share about an important way you can draw his power out. I appreciate that, uh, Andrew. You know, just because even this uh, one of the scriptures he uses for everyone that asks is receiving, and he who seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. You know, really in context here, he's been talking about the Holy Spirit. And so, uh, we use, it does apply to other things as well. If you don't, it has, you know, but it is talking about the Holy Spirit. And all you, it's as simple as salvation. You ask and receive. And it's that simple. Now, I like to also appreciate what he says. Um, some people have dramatic experiences receiving the Holy Spirit, and others are genuinely baptized without feeling a thing. One's not better than the other. As long as you receive, don't let outward manifestations or the lack thereof enable the devil to talk you out of this gift. And so that's very important, you know. Don't, you know, the Bible, Paul talks about comparing ourselves among ourselves is not wise. Don't compare your experience with somebody else's experience. Just because you don't feel something uh, or experience something doesn't mean, if you ask, receive. Whether you feel something or don't receive something, don't question it. Just ask and receive. Okay? Um, if you do receive an experience, a manifestation or whatnot, that someone else did, don't think that you're better than them because you're not. <laughs> okay? Uh, that's a wrong attitude. That's not the Holy Spirit. That attitude is not the Holy Spirit. So, uh, you know, uh, it's not a badge where we can lord it over other people, okay? but it is a wonderful gift. And uh, perhaps, you know, if you're struggling uh, with some things, that's a good time to call a, a good pastor or teacher to, to maybe give you some counsel and coaching on this, on this a little bit. We have, I, I do have a, a little brochure article on receiving it, and we, uh, we usually hand those out when we have normal church services, but uh, we also have those articles on our website as well. And so uh, a little more... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's obviously the book, but then we also have the articles as well. So we can, and they're written by Andrew. And so uh, and I, I just think he says it just fine. So I didn't find any reason to change it. So uh, anyway, I'm receiving the, he talked one about, he talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He also talks about 
other things as well. I've read articles on that too. Um, but anything you want to piggyback on this? Uh, just that uh, God does. God never holds back His Holy Spirit to anyone who asks. Uh, just get that in your head, up, down, right, left, inside, outside. God does not withhold His Holy Spirit. All you need to do is ask and um, and receive. And if you don't feel anything after you ask, just say, I believe I have received, and go your way. Don't get hung up on that. The enemy is good about finding ways to trip you up. Uh, but God is faithful. You know, Andrew says God does not go back on his word. He fulfills his word. So hold on, hold on to that. I can put my faith in God's word. I can't put my faith in some experience. And so... How do I know if you ask and you re and receive that you have it? Because his word says so. That's all I need. And so I take it by faith. I receive it by faith. But it, and it's not based on your experience versus someone else's experience. It's based on the word of God. He says if you ask and you receive it, it's yours. And that, 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 that's the same principle that works for healing. That's the same thing that works for everything. But at the same point in time, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. And so... Uh, you know, uh, how do I know? Because the Word of God says it. We we live by faith and not by sight. We, I, 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 this is my life. And when God says it, that's enough for me. And, uh, uh, and so, why not? Uh, next week, we will get into speaking in tongues. So, I know uh, that's usually where some people struggle, uh, but that's what we're going to talk about. And so, we're going to get into... Uh, some scriptures, and uh, uh, I'll talk about this next week on speaking in tongues. So, feel free to read ahead if you have a book. Uh, there's, there's no foul for that, but at the same point in time, that might even be a good thing. So, but at the same point in time, uh, we'll be talking about the speaking in tongues next week. And, and I like how Andrew brings it out the different times I've heard him teach uh, about the baptism. You don't have to speak in tongues, you get to. But the main thing about the baptism of the Holy Spirit is relationship with the Holy Spirit. You know, I, I, I can give you a, a timeline of my life uh, as a Christian, but the, the, the biggest thing, when I realized I could have a relationship with God the Father, then I realized I, had, I could have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and, but it exploded my relationship when I realized I could have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And I am talking to the Holy Spirit all day long. He doesn't get tired of me, thank goodness. Um, and one thing I appreciate about the Holy Spirit is when someone's on your heart and, and you're just like, God, how do I pray for him? You just pray, Holy Spirit, how do I pray? Uh, you know, Dave, uh, he, he likes to make to-do lists for his day. He uses planners, to-do lists, whatever. Uh, but he starts out his day praying, Lord, Holy Spirit, this is what I what we have planned. He always says we, him and the Holy Spirit. But what do you want me to do today? And sometimes the Holy Spirit will direct him otherwise. Um, and, and sometimes... Uh, you know, the, the priority of, of things, but th there's a relationship with the Holy Spirit, and that is the main thing that we're trying to get across. Yep, yep.
Well, we're out of time for the night, so let me pray us out. And I want to continue praying for our country right now. There's a lot going on in our world right now, in our country. So, Lord, we worship you. We magnify you. Lord, of all that's going on in our world, in our lives, we just pause and say thank you. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the body of Christ. Thank you for your word. Lord, just thank you. Lord, there's so much to say thank you about Lord, we can be here all night. Lord, I just say thank you. And so, Lord, we worship you. We magnify you. Well, if there's anyone listening tonight and they're, they're just confused still about the Holy Spirit and whatnot, whatever the reason may be, I thank you, Holy Spirit, you will mean to make things clear. And I thank you, thank you for preparing our hearts even at the beginning of next week, speaking in tongues, Lord, you will prepare people's hearts to receive and to bring clarification where clarification may be needed. Or those who might be listening need healing, they need a word from God, they just need, need, need God to change things. I thank you, Lord. That you, uh, I just speak healing and provision. I speak uh, finances where finances are needed. I, think, I speak wisdom. And I just thank you for providing your guidance and your, your salvation to all who need your assistance tonight. But we pray for our country. Lord, there's a lot of turmoil, a lot of things going on in our, in our country right now. And Lord, I, I just uh, I thank you that we, in God we trust. We can trust you. And our allegiance is to you first and foremost. I thank you that you are our God and you have never failed us yet. We do pray for our country. We do pray for our president. We do pray for all the evil and the lies and the conspiracy that has taken, taken place. And we thank you for revealing the evil. And Lord, we, we, we thank you, Lord. Uh, uh, we we do love this country. We do love America. Those of us who are Americans, and Lord, we just pray. We do pray for our country. We thank you, Lord. We pray for our pastors and churches throughout this country and throughout this planet. And we just thank you for protecting them. We thank you for your guidance. We thank you for Lord uh, uh, your Holy Spirit that will lead and guide them. We thank you for uh, us, Lord. Uh, even in times like this, Lord, we will cleave to you. We will, you will be our guide, you will be our comforter, you will be our counselor, and you will give us boldness to, to continue living a godly, righteous life in every way, shape, or form. We, we, we thank you for your provision, for provision is needed. We thank you for your healing, where healing is needed. We thank you, Lord, for such a great salvation we have in you. We worship you, we give you thanks. Bless America. Bless this country. Bless us in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Well, God bless you guys. We'll see you on Sunday, 11.15 a.m., when we continue our series, Knowing the Holy Spirit. And then again, Sunday night at 6 o'clock, we're talking about the true nature of God. All right. God bless you guys. Bye-bye.